It's time to swing into the golf world of today. I don't think I've had this much fun on a golf show. The Pro Show with Keith Stewart, sponsored by TaylorMade. Terrific voice, and you have enthusiasm. Now your host, the director of fun. Give me that guy all day. He's the best. Keith Stewart. It's Friday afternoon. Welcome to The Pro Show. I'm your host, Keith Stewart. That's the director of fun. Thank you for tuning in to ESPN 920. Well, the temperatures are turning up, and today's show is no different. We have a hot guest this afternoon, sandwiched in between our cool current events and the infamous weekly update. So enjoy the 70 degrees as you turn us up and rock out to the chili peppers. Hit the air guitar. Let's go. this Friday afternoon. The springtime weather is in full force. And I'm feeling good there, Mr. Wade Weezer. How are you doing today? I'm fine. Loving the weather, loving the temperature. All right. I may even put my snow shovels away this weekend. Ooh. They're sitting out just as like a warning to snow in, in front of my house. Yeah, there's sleds and snow shovels. And when the time comes, I mean, we're... We're borderline almost there to turn the heat off, too. Absolutely. Good, you know? You just don't want to put it away and have to do the walk of shame to go get them again out of the shed. And then your neighbors know it was your fault because you put them away. Yeah. It's like <laughs> hiding. In, yeah. Yeah. Taunting the snow, the snow gods. You know, um, there's this thing that's going on right now that's just cracking me up in the world. And uh, I want to jump into this as uh, we love to talk about something fun and and, and current-ish. Um, you you hear about this thing that's going on in the Suez Canal over yeah, there? I did hear about it, and you remind you you inform me it's still going on. <laughs> it's still going on. So this thing, I guess it started Wednesday. So for folks, you guys aren't up to um, current events on the uh, traction or the, the traction, the traffic that goes through the Suez Canal. Uh, they have a they have a, a freighter in there that's stuck. Um, imagine like Mike Myers in um, Austin Powers, the first Austin Powers, when he had the golf cart stuck in the hallway. Well, I guess it's stuck in there. And now they've got all these ships backed up in traffic, you know, and and everyone's freaking out about this. And I'm thinking to myself, you know, in non-COVID times, this is like no different than like the Lincoln Tunnel or something. <laughs> you know, this thing is a quarter mile long. Oh, I know this it, nearly quarter. Oh, wow. oh, yeah, I know it's 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 comedy. And, and all everyone's reaction to it is, you know, it's just a meme. Yeah, just waiting just to be. Beep, wait, beep, yeah, beep. yeah. It's, oh man, it's it's classic. It's it should classic. be a good week for social media memes. You're right. Yes, exactly. You know, and you know, Oprah's off the hook now. Now we're going to go to Suez Canal That's right. memes. That's for sure. We've made the full transition. And uh, speaking of a transition, when we get to our first today, when we come back, we're going to be with Earl Cooper. He's a PGA professional down in Philadelphia. He's a Golf Digest Award winner. And one of the cool things about this guy, he's a children's author, and he also is a co-founder of a clothing line in golf that's pretty hot called Eastside. And um, I, I can't wait to bring him on. He's He is definitely one of these young leaders in golf that everyone needs to know more about. So I'm happy to bring him on and promote him and tell his story. And there's a lot of storylines going on this week out in Austin. If we're just going to bring up the PGA Tour real quick as they have their annual match play bracket taking place this week. And, you know, people, sometimes they criticize the format of this when they went to the world cup style where they're in the groups and then they go to the match play on the weekend. I kind of like it because personally, if you had gone the old way and it was just straight match play, then the first day you would have lost Rory, JT, Tony Finau, Victor Hovland, Lee Westwood. I mean, all these great springtime storyline people, they would have been gone. And, uh, you know, there's, I think it's pretty good the way they do it now. And, And certainly as of this point, 
getting through two days and the third day taking place today. But I, I kind of like the way Patrick Cantlay's playing right now. He's 2-0, and and John Rahm looks pretty strong as well. We have some more news on John Rahm in the weekly update later. Okay, He had a, he had a good little uh, uh, press room quote this week. Sergio, 2-0. and Ian Poulter, 2-0. and And then the man, the myth, the legend, Kevin Kisner, who seems to do very well out here at this Austin Country Club in the match play here on the PGA Tour. Because in in 2018, he was the runner-up. In 2019, which was the last time this was played, he won it over Matt Kuchar. Well, oddly enough, they have them today in the final group. They tee off about 3 p.m. And it's uh, Kisner and Kuchar, neither of which has lost a match yet. And they, they look poised to head right back to where they were in 2019, the last time they played this. But Kisner, I mean, he's 13-2-1 in this event um, since he got into it. And he's right now he's won eight matches in a row. I mean, the guy's on fire. So tough to bet against if you were a betting man. Well, we'll get more into betting in just a second. But um, as of right now, J2, JT 0-2, Morikawa 1-1, Hatton 0-2, Finau 0-2, Hovland 0-2. Uh, those guys are getting ready for the Masters. They are. They're pretty much mathematically done for the week. You know, you know what, you know what I'm happy about? No, I, I'm I'm happy that to this point in my life, I've never been mathematically eliminated from anything. <laughs> That's you know? fantastic. It's, I mean, it is. It is. And speaking of for someone who the math that we're back, that we're counting for, but the math didn't add up great yesterday. But that's that's Michelle Wee West. So forever we knew her as Michelle Wee. But yeah, she had some wrist injuries. Super popular American uh, women's touring professional, LPGA star, played on the PGA Tour a couple times. Fantastic uh, helicopter dad, all sorts of good stories there. But anyway, she got married to Jerry West's son, so hence the Michelle Wee West, during her break from her injuries. And she had a baby. It's fun to say, too, Wee West. Wee West, yeah. It's like you're describing she's small. You're a Wee West. <laughs> well, and then she had a daughter while during her break. So, I mean, she's been a busy person while she's been taking time off from the tour, but she has decided to come back to the tour, which I am super happy about because she's a superstar and that tour could use as many as it, it, it can. And I love the fact that, um, you know, for years there was a ton of talk about there being a ton of female South Korean golfers kind of coming on the tour and dominating. But right now we have a lot of American talk between the quarter sisters um, uh, Lexi Thompson. Now Michelle Wee West is there. So, you know, she's back in the arena. She didn't have a great day yesterday. She shot 81. But as far as I'm concerned, after what is almost two years off, um, you know, cue the Teddy Roosevelt quote, you know, the person in the arena. So unless you're in the arena with her, um, don't throw stones. OK, Should now, throw stones. Anyhow, what, this is probably true. You know, now it, here's another cool story that happened in golf this week. There's this annual event that takes place down in Juneau Beach. And I wrote a little bit about this for Stick and Hacks platform, too, uh, because I, I like where this story is going. And, you know, one of the things that I believe is that leadership is it's not a behavior uh, or leadership is a behavior. It's not a role. All right. So I like that. You got you to think about that for a second. And down at a place called Seminole Golf Club, which is in the top uh, 20 golf courses in the country. A uh, little place that was designed by Donald Ross right on the Atlantic Ocean, you know, sweet spot back in 1929. Well, every year they have an event on the Monday after the Honda because the Honda's right there in West Palm Beach um, at PGA National. They have a little pro member, and the and the members there are the who's who of of industry icons. Okay, and you know you're you're talking about um, you're just from a, a golf perspective, like somebody like Pete Bavacqua who runs who's the chairman of NBC Sports. 
or Seth Waugh, who's the CEO of the PGA of America, um, people like that. You've got Larry Fitzgerald, who's a member there. I mean, there's there's a list that goes on and on. But in past years, you know, that was like a guy's get together and, you know, kind of an old boys club sort of thing. And when you talk about leadership being a behavior in order to, you know, have change take place in order for there to be a transformation, then, you know, style filters down. We need to get these people who make decisions to make different decisions. And when I looked at the field that was tweeted out on Monday and who was playing in the tea times and everything, you know, I saw that there were Jessica Corder was in the field, Beth Daniel, Morgan Pressel, Helen Alfredson. Um, you had the last two U.S. amateur champions. Those are those are kids are just out of college, out of Georgia Tech. Andy Ogletree and Ty Strafacci. Um, Gary Player's in the field. You know, we love Gary Player. But Gary Player's 85 years old, um, you know, from the, the point of diversity. You had Harold Varner III in there. And they also invited as a pro for the event, um, Kamayu Johnson. So if you remember way back to when we started the pro show back here in January, uh, we talked about the APGA Tour, you know, the Associates Professional Golf Association. And Kamayu is, is certainly one of their superstars on that mini tour. And he had just played in the Honda Classic. So it, it's kind of cool to see an event like that um, transform itself into more of an inclusive audience and kind of set the tone for saying, hey, if you're going to have one of these at your local club around the country, let's try to get the field to be a little bit more representative of what it is we're trying to do in the sports business industry. And I thought that that was kind of cool. And I know people come out and say, well, hey, that's only a couple people you listed. But you know what? In that case, the trend is our friend and we're heading in the right direction. And I think that's a positive thing. So I'm going to leave it at that. And I, I, I think that that was pretty cool. And Speaking of cool, there's one other thing. If you haven't caught this and you're, you know, we're about two weeks out from Augusta National Golf Club and the Masters and the drive, chip and putt and the Augusta National Women's Amateur and all the cool things that surround Masters Week. I think it was about a week ago I caught this. ESPN put out a really neat documentary, 30 minute documentary called The One in November meaning the masters that was held in November. Okay. And you know, the only time it's probably ever going to be held in November. Right. And they did a really nice job of letting people behind the curtain, meaning Augusta national and ESPN inside their doors. And they gave a really nice intimate view of how that whole thing broke down and what it took to put it together. And it, and it wasn't like, well, Hey, you know, we did all this heavy lifting and everything. It was more along the lines of like, Hey, here are these special stories that take place and these traditions that happen year in and year out. And we're so happy that we still got to do them even in November. This is going to be something cool to look back on in, in decades from now. Oh, man. Tremendous. And and the fact that ESPN got the opportunity to go in there and create this documentary. And in my opinion, as a PGA professional, they really celebrated um, the nature of what it means to be a club professional. And they have two co-head professionals there, J.J. Weaver and Tony Sessa. And both those guys are the epitome of what it means to be not only a PGA professional, but a host to someone playing golf at a very nice place. And I, I love the way that the the documentary kind of celebrated their role and how they welcome the players every year. And they talked about all different aspects of how they make the locker room experience special and, and the, the dining experience special. It was just kind of a cool thing. And, and I think that, you know, people should pay attention to things like that when they happen, because it's not every day you get to look behind the curtain. And uh, if you haven't, sure. and it's like, you know, 30 minutes long. So look into that. If you haven't seen it already and catch it, you know, you can stream it on ESPN plus as well, which is, which is great. And uh, you know, what else is great is our wonderful, wonderful sponsors. And one of 
of them is the New Jersey Golf Foundation. You know, the New Jersey Golf Foundation will host its 15th annual golf classic at Baltusrol Golf Club on Monday, August 9th. The signature charitable event on the foundation's calendar is your opportunity to tee it up on the newly renovated lower course by Gil Hans or the upper golf course at the famed championship venue. Spots are filling up, so sign up today to register for the 2021 Golf Classic. Or for more information, please visit NewJerseyGolfFoundation.org or call us at 732-465-1212. The New Jersey Golf Foundation, positively impacting lives and communities through the game of golf. And just as a side there, I know I commented last week they're filling up. I talked to Chris Hunt, who's the executive director of the New Jersey Golf Foundation, and he said, I think there's only like one or two spots left on the lower. So if you're thinking about doing it, it's Friday afternoon. Make it your last act of the week and give them a call. Now, speaking of a call, I know we're waiting on one from our guest, Earl Cooper. So, folks, it is 3.13 p.m. here in Philadelphia. Thanks for listening to ESPN 920. We'll be back in a moment. He's back. What we have just witnessed is the most unprofessional act that I can ever remember seeing in professional sports, and I've been covering this stuff for 30 years. Mike Greenberg. He is better than advertised. If this kid stays healthy, he is well on his way to being one of the best and one of the most unique players this league has seen in a very long time. Greeny. Every weekday starting at noon on the new 920 ESPN. Join the thousands of golfers who already call Stick and Hack their home for the best golf stories, original podcasts, special events, member perks, and an active community of golfers across North America. Up until now, the golf media landscape lived somewhere between straight PGA coverage or idiots wrecking golf carts. We take a different approach by celebrating all sides of golf, life, and all the ways this amazing game connects sticks and hacks every day. Your free membership entitles you to discounts from major brands all over the country while connecting you with like-minded golfers for discussion, tips, or even a round of golf. So head to stickandhack.com and enjoy the world's greatest golf club without the course. Time to get back on course as the pro show continues. Great show and great questions. Once again, Keith Stewart. Welcome back to the pro show. I'm your host, Keith Stewart. You're listening to ESPN. 920. This afternoon, we have an award-winning golf coach, an author, a PGA professional, and a clothing designer. One of Philly's finest young golf leaders, Earl Cooper, is with us today. And he's here to tell us, if you dream, dream big, because dreams do come true. Boys and girls, listen up. You can be anything in the world, and God we trust. An architect, doctor, maybe an actress, but nothing comes easy. It takes much practice. Nice hit right there, Wade Weezer, introducing our guest. And I know you're giving me a nod that he's on the line. So, Earl Cooper, you with us? I am. I am. I got to say that intro was uh, pretty good. Probably the best one I ever had. So I'm excited. <laughs> Well, you know what? Um, uh, Wade's patting himself on the back right now. So we're, we're, we're happy that you're with us. And, you know, let's get right into this, man. I, I look at all that you, you know, I, I just went through that intro, but I look at all that you take on on a daily basis. You are motivated. You are successful. You are this young leader in golf, man. When you get out of bed in the morning, what fires you up? How do you do this each and every day? Man, that's a great question. Um, I think the responsibility to inspire my younger self I think there's a lot of, you know, men and women out there that um, 
look up to me and also are kind of walking the same path that I was walking, you know, in multiple stages of my life. And I just want to be, you know, somewhat of an encouragement uh, to that person. You just never know what's going to resonate. So it's just the responsibility to motivate others. Man, I love that. And another thing that I love is I love the fact that Golf Digest is giving you your due as a young coach. And I mean, you know, you, you are best young teacher in America, Golf Digest, mm-hmm. 2016 through 2020, and your best teacher in your state of Pennsylvania there, 2017 to 2020, right? Tell me a little bit about your coaching. What, what, what do you love most about teaching golf? Um, well, yeah, first, I definitely want a big shout out to Golf Digest. They've been, um, it's been great. You know, it's been, a, it's been a journey. I remember just having my name, you know, just in the magazine and excited to be on the list. And then, you know, recently, uh, back in September, I had a six page spread. So I'm grateful of that. But what I love the most about connecting with golf and, and being a golf instructor is one, when you hit a good shot, you don't have to tell them. It's an instant feeling. You know, you can feel it through your body. Um, so you get that instant feedback. And then, two, the game is hard. And I feel like it's just a great way to um, keep more people playing if they understand the knowledge and become better golfers. So I just feel like it's a way for me to really uh, provide my skill set to someone that wants to get better in the game that I love. Well, golf is hard, and I've said that many times as, as a PGA professional myself. And there's a lot of people in our in our local listener community here. Now, people will stream this show all over the country. They'll listen to the podcast for weeks on end because you're going to give them some wonderful content. But we have a local audience. I mean, we're, we're talking to Philadelphia this afternoon. So, you know, I want you to sell yourself for a second here, right? If, if someone is listening in our listening audience, and what do you like to focus on in your teaching? You know, how is it that you like to build a relationship with your students? Yeah, no, that's a great question. You're right. Um, so, obviously, I'm here locally. I teach out of a union league, uh, Torresdale. So, super excited about that. But what separates me, or at least what, what my approaches are, is one, I try to figure out how the student learns, number one. I believe that there's three categories. Some people are visual, some people are physical, and other people are ver- verbal. And so a lot of times as a golf instructor, it's not necessarily saying something different. It's just saying it where it clicks and it makes sense. And so for me, a lot of times, as I said earlier, trying to figure out kind of what bucket you're in. And some people are all three. Some people are two out of three. Um, and I've had, you know, a ton of success and I feel like that's why I've been named one of the best young teachers in America. And then also I, I feel like I'm a, I'm a good people person. I have the ability to kind of connect with someone and it's bigger than golf. Cause most of the people that I teach are not trying to go out on the PGA tour. So I'm not going to teach you like a PGA tour professional. I'm going to teach you so you can get better. So maybe you can get it from breaking a hundred into the nineties or breaking eighties into seventies. Now I do have some other, you know, players that I do teach that, you know, eventually have ultimate aspirations of being out on tour. But as you know, that's a smaller number. I'm excited about, you know, helping that everyday woman, everyday man, um, and just enjoying the game more. Well, one of the reasons you got on my radar, I have to say, is that because you are that people person, you come across as being very genuine, very authentic. And, you know, that certainly could be just instinctual to you, but I also think sometimes that comes from either our parents or mentors or whatever. So who are a couple, like, as we look into your coaching story and how you developed and how you evolved, who are some of the people that made an impression upon you as a mentor, as you, you know, now become a coach? Yeah, no, I mean, I think 
the mentorship is kind of from on and off the golf course. Um, of, re- of recently, um, I've got I built a relationship with Sean Foley, um, who's been very helpful and kind of just guiding me and kind of just not necessarily even kind of teaching me his style, but just trying to give me confidence in my own style and creating my own lane. Um, but then I have so many mentors off the golf course. And, and as I said, I come from, you know, very humble beginnings. And I know what it is to have zero reference points in the game. I know what it is to get to a golf course and not know where the locker room is, not know who to speak to, and just like a fish out of water. And I, and I don't forget those days, and I try to really make sure that I equip um, any and all of my students when they come with the information and terminology just to feel comfortable to get from the parking lot to the range. Um, because a lot of times those are moments where, you know, we can lose a student just on that journey because they just don't know where they can put their clubs on a golf cart and they fall off or, you know, they're holding the bag kind of differently and the clubs kind of go out everywhere. So for me, I just really try to equip them with the basic knowledge, which again, we call it basic, but you know, it's like us trying to go play polo or us trying to go play, you know, cricket, you know, we just have or rugby. We have no sense of that because we just didn't grow up around it. So, for me, I try to really dumb down the information or give it to them in a way that they um, can understand on a basic level. And then also, to your point, I think the biggest myth going is that most golfers are good. Um, you know, I don't care what range you go on outside of the PGA Tour, most people don't know where that ball is going. So I, I've been, you know, yelling this from the mountaintops. As long as you can hit the ball forward, I believe you can play golf. I think the next thing is just kind of keeping it up, keeping your speed up. You know, if you got a 16 on a hole, you know, keep it moving, pick it up. You know, no one, you don't, you have, you have nothing to prove to anyone. Um, you know, so those are kind of the theories that I take. And honestly, I don't think it's nothing special, but I think everyone is just always focused in on that high level player. And so for me, I'm, I'm, I'm focusing on that every day, individual and golfer. Hey, I mean, one of the, the reasons this show is here and we introduce people, celebrities like you in golf is that because golfers, they're not good. But you know who is good, folks? That's that voice on the other end of this line that I'm, I'm talking to today. His name is Earl Cooper. And Earl is not only a Golf Digest award-winning teacher, but he also won the PGA National Minority Championship when he played for Morehouse College back in the day. Now, Earl, real quick, as we wrap up here about talking about your teaching, how can someone find you and take a lesson from you? Yeah, so you can reach out to me on my social channels. It's uh, Earl Dream Big on Instagram. Uh, and then also you can go to my website uh, right there. It's EarlCooperGolf.com. Yep. So if you Google EarlCooperGolf.com or put it in your URL, um, it's real simple. EarlCooperGolf.com or my Instagram, EarlDreamBig. EarlDreamBig. I love that, man. You know, all right. So we're talking about your mentors, but as you now have evolved into this, you know, kind of young leadership role within the PGA of America, but just in golf in general, right? You're starting to become a mentor. Right. So people start to look up to you. You know, what do you what do you try to instill in others? What do you want to have resonate in them when they meet you? You know, as as you're becoming a young mentor to people. Right. What is it that when I meet you, what is the essence of Earl Cooper? That's a great question. I mean, one, I try to leave with being authentic. I try to also leave with empathy um, and understand that, you know, we are all at different points in our lives. Um, and also just be honest and upfront about the, the struggles that are kind of within the game. Um, and so, you know, for me, I've been fortunate enough to see and experience a lot. Um, but I also know that it's tough. It can be a tough road as, you know, getting into the game. Sometimes the money isn't there. 
Um, you know, sometimes the opportunity isn't there or you feel like you're the only one. You know, I've worked at some great golf courses and was the first African-American golf professional there. And so for me, again, it's just a sense of responsibility. Um, and I have to be honest with myself that, you know, it wasn't always roses. It wasn't easy getting here, but it was worth it. And now that I'm here, like you said, I just want to equip someone and just kind of be that person that, that again, that, that I that I would have liked to have growing up or that that that, that I did have, you know, pass it, paying it forward. Um, and, again, just cur- encouraging folks to be themselves. I think a lot of times in the golf we've seen a lot of folks are like carbon copies. Everybody looks the same. Everybody dressed the same. Um, but I'm, I'm about more, you know, bringing your own personality, your own style, because I feel like that's what people can relate to. All right. Then what is your style? Man, I would say my style is one of authenticity. I would say my style is one of no limitations. Um, and I would also say my style is one that, you know, I really believe that any and everybody can play this game. And that is in that if we give them the knowledge that it's, it's, it's here for the taking. And I'm excited about the future of the game. I think there's a big shift going on in culture. We see it, whether it's, you know, with shorts and T-shirts and, you know, just all the work that folks have been talking about for a while. But it's, it's finally here. It's, it's arriving. Well, you know, I'm a middle-aged golf pro. And I can tell you, every time someone says, hey, you could put on shorts, I celebrate that person. I want to give them a hug. I mean, I'm like, I'm so sick of pants and, 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 you know, pleats and khakis and, and everything else. I mean, as far as I'm concerned, and we'll get into this more in a minute, but you know, the clothing side of golf, um, it, in any way we can evolve, I am up for that. There's no doubt, but you know, as I listen to you here, you know, I hear a lot of positive message in your voice, right. In, in all the things that you say. And it seems to me that you, you're probably a very well-rounded person. So forget the golf resources for a second. When it comes to life, like what are some of the resources that you call upon? What are, what are some of the things that maybe you read or you watch? Because you definitely have a powerful message that you're sharing with us today. And, and that just doesn't come about, you know, without us looking at things, whether online or in books or et cetera. What are some of the things that you like to do that make you so positive? Yeah, no, um, that's a good point. No, I uh, I run like a mentoring group called We All Dream Big, where I encourage you know folks again to dream big. One of my other models is don't taste, don't settle for a taste of success, make it a lifestyle. But I'm a big reader. Um, I've read um, a book a book by Doug Collins called Good to Great. Um, I've also the Psychology of Winning, um, Relentless. Um, I listen to a lot of podcasts. I try to be well-rounded. So the New York Daily, they have a wonderful podcast that I listen to that just kind of keeps me updated on kind of current events. I'm in the finance a little bit, so I'll be watching Bloomberg or CSNBC. Um, Because for me, I think you just never know who you want to meet on the golf course. And, you know, being well-rounded, it just allows you to be a part of so many different conversations. Because as you know, you know, we'll get on the golf course and you're with an executive or you could be with, you know, someone that just works in their city or someone that's a small business owner. And so for me, I, I do enjoy reading um, and I try to, you know, stay well-rounded uh, in, in, in those different current events and different books. Earl Cooper, I am so happy that I am meeting you today because <laughs> you are just absolutely talking my speak. I mean, it's unbelievable I, how many times I preach to young professionals, doesn't even have to be in golf, to say to be well-read, just to be aware of what's going on in your world. Because w- when we end up in conversations, that's the number one way you can be memorable. 
right? And, and th- there's no doubt that you're on the air today here in this, this huge metropolitan market because you are a memorable person. Th- there's no doubt in my mind. And folks, if you wonder who we're talking to, we're talking to Earl Cooper. He's a PGA professional down there for the Union League in Philadelphia. Now, mm-hmm. hey, man, it, there's so many different ways we can go with this, right? But, okay. you know, that perspective, that worldly perspective, right? You know, how did you mm-hmm. develop that? Right. I mean, was, was there something that you came across? Was was it something that you developed in college um, where, you know, I, I, I'm curious how, because, I mean, you're a young man. Right. But you're speaking in right. terms that are much more macro and worldly. I mean, you're, you're seeing the world at 30,000 feet. You know, how, how did you kind of develop that viewpoint? Yeah, that's a great point. I think um, in college, I went to Morehouse College in Atlanta, Georgia. And, you know, we've again, we have a little saying that, you know, Mother Morehouse has put the crown over your head and it's up to you to grow tall enough to wear. Um, And so, you know, we also in Morehouse um, during that time I was there, we had uh, President Franklin and uh, he would instill the five wells, which is well read, well spoken, well traveled, well dressed and overall well balanced. And those are things that I still to this day try to incorporate into my character. So I think that was kind of the foundation for me to really open up my eyes and say, man, you know, this is a big world out here. There's so many, you know, brothers out here doing so many great things. And, you know, hey, I can do it too. I, I, I can be a part of that. And um, I think, yeah, Morehouse, I would definitely say, was the was the uh, kind of shaping of my mind at a young at a young age. Um, and, and I love that institution. Um, I wouldn't be here today if it wasn't for, you know, the teachings and just the atmosphere and the culture that I learned at Morehouse College uh, in Atlanta, Georgia, which inspired me to write my first children's book because I knew nothing about it growing up. And I said, hey, okay, how can I be a part of this great legacy? And I figured out a niche of saying, hey, how about I write a children's book, planting the seed of college at an early age because I know that I grew up with a great family and I still didn't know about it. And so, like, again, it's not a knock on anyone, but it's like once you identify a need and a gap, for me, it's like, okay, how do I how do I fulfill that? How do I fix that? And so there's a couple other needs and gaps just in the overall game. You know, I think we lack diversity, you know, as far as when you talk about African-American PGA members. And that's something that, you know, I've been very on the front line and want to hold the PGA accountable and say, hey, let's let's really no more waiting. Let's lean in. Let's give it a COVID type response and let's get more you know folks uh, that look like me in this game. I'm almost speechless. I mean, that entire answer had my attention from start to finish. I mean, you, you are, man, Earl Cooper, man, I, I, you know, I started the day at about a 10, you know, on a scale of one to 10, which is what I usually do, but you've got me at a 15. And unfortunately we got to take a quick break right now for our sponsors. But um, I mean, folks, we are just getting going. So hold on tight, lock and load. And um, we're going to be back in a moment with PGA professional Earl Cooper. Thanks for listening to ESPN 920. Any quarterback that played underneath him is going to look crazy, and especially if they got any skill set. Jay Williams. I'm just tired of talking about what Joel Embiid and Ben Simmons don't do. I want to start talking about what Brett Brown needs to make them do. It's time to go to work, Brett. And Subin Mahente. I can promise you, I am as passionate about sports as you are. It is time to go to work. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin. Weekday mornings starting at 6 on the new 920 ESPN. I adopted Bento in 2010 from a shelter. 
This cat makes me make art. He's always motivating me to draw pictures of him. He just is motivating artistically. He's my best friend, but a lot of people know him as Keyboard Cat. Keyboard Cat, YouTube star and shelter pet. Amazing adoption stories start in shelters. Start yours today. Visit theshelterpetproject.org to find a pet near you. Brought to you by Maddie's Fund, the Humane Society of the United States, and the Ad Council. So you got a great voice for radio. Time to get back on course. Thanks for radio. I, I get a lot of that, too. As the pro show continues, once again, Keith Stewart. I gotta testify. Come up in the spot looking extra fly. For the day I die, I'm a Texas guy. This is Keith Stewart, your host of the pro show. Welcome back to our conversation with Earl Cooper. You know you're listening to New Jersey's ESPN. 920. All right there, Wade. That's a Friday afternoon beat right there, man. 70 degrees outside here in Jersey. Man, that's the type of song that's suited to our guest today. You know, the first half of this... Whole interview, man. Um, and there he is, Earl Cooper, laughing, man. Are you having as much fun as I am here today? I am. I am. Now, I appreciate the opportunity, you know what I mean, to just bring some positive energy and, you know, spread the love, um, you know, on this Friday afternoon. Well, I'll tell you what, you know, that song right there, Touch the Sky, you know, Wade, our producer here, he is the man, the myth, the legend on the board when he comes up with his songs. And, you know, he comes up with those on the spot, just sitting there at his uh, digital Rolodex. And, uh, you know, you must have inspired him to uh, touch the sky in that first part because, man, it, you know, <laughs> that was certainly inspiring. And, and as much as you're inspiring us, we're trying to inspire you too. And, you know, for our listeners, there's a couple different things that I listed. And, and you covered a couple of them there. You know, you're an award-winning teacher. You also mentioned that you're a children's author. I mean, these are some, some, some really vanguard things that you're doing. But one of the things, and, you know, I am you know, very proud of my closet. You know, I, I enjoy being stylish now, whether, whether that style is good or bad, I don't know, but I enjoy my own style. Right. And I'm learning to enjoy your style as well. But one of the things that people need to learn about you is that you are a creative force as well, right? You are the co-founder of a clothing line. Tell me about Eastside golf. Yeah. So as you said, um, it was founded by, um, my, college teammate Elijah Wanajanaku, who's probably the most talented golfer I've ever met. And um, essentially he was working in the corporate world and said, hey man, this isn't it. And um, I want to uh, play golf. And he knew he needed to create own logo. So that's what he came up with. And I saw the logo and I'm like, hey, you should put that on a shirt. And just people just, you know, reacted to it. And then from there, you know, we the company had just grown tremendously. Um, and, and he'll tell you, you know, and, and full transparency, when he kind of ran with it, I didn't think it would work in the golf industry. I was like, man, they're not going to get it. A guy swinging a chain. I liked it. Um, but as you and I both know, you know, the the industry is conservative. Let's just say what it is. And so we went down to the PGA show, and I was just completely wrong. I mean, people connected with it. I felt like people are like, finally, not like what you're saying. And he's a great, he's a great fashionable guy. And um, you know, the way the brand is just taken off. And like I tell people, we've had some amazing moments from Chris Paul, CC Sebastian, Aaron Hicks, Mookie Betts, um, you name it, different celebrities, Kevin Lyles, Anthony Anderson, and on and on and on. Um, but one of our most pivotal moments was when Chris Paul was wearing it uh, the day, the night the NBA boycotted 
But the point that I'm trying to make is that you have an NBA player wearing golf clothes prior to a game where that's an opportunity for them to show their personality. And when we saw that moment, that was just kind of a game changer for us. And so one of the things that we've been able to do with our brand, Eastside Golf, is to be able to provide lifestyle clothing that can be worn on and off the golf course and bring the conversation of golf organically to different areas where it's not just overly overt, right? Where now, because Chris Paul is wearing this huge golfer on a sweatshirt prior to an NBA game, now people mind and say, hey, does he play golf? Oh, when's the last time I played golf? Or, oh, I want to try golf. It happens to me when I go into the barbershop. Um, and so, you know, traditionally, none of them would ever bring up the golf because I wouldn't necessarily look like a golfer, right? Which I think is kind of an issue in itself. What looks like a golfer? No, you come, you be yourself, and I happen to play golf. And so, you know, I think it just has resonated. As you know, I mean, this game has just kind of been the same shirt, same khaki, same shoes. And it's no knock. I don't want everyone to look like Eastside either. I think there's a place for that. But again, for me, I'm real big on no, you know, let's come and be yourselves. And, that you know, our founder, Elijah Wan, has just done a great job and, you know, kind of came up with the slogan and being authentic and he holds me accountable. And I think that has a lot to do with our success to this point. So, yeah, Eastside Golf has been an unbelievable journey, but we're just getting started. Yeah, there's no doubt you're just getting started. You know, it begs the question, how, how did CP3 come up with this? Or, you know, how does CC Sabathia, how did they get it? Get you know? Yeah, yeah. So that's a good question. So um, ESPN, actually, uh, we did an article uh, with the Family Network uh, through uh, Elijah One had a connection there. And uh, they ran the story and it just kind of took off. And the story was about, you know, more than just a fashion brand. As I diluted earlier, you know, we're looking to create avenues to, you know, inspire more, you know, diverse African-Americans, Asians, women to get involved in this game. And so, you know, what the logo represents, too, is like just being your, yourself and saying, hey, you can come play this game. And so with the ESPN article, just put us on a whole nother radar. His brother, CP, I mean, CJ Paul, reached out to us through Instagram. And say, hey, my brother loves the brand. Um, we want two of everything, and they paid for it. And then they asked for twelve hats and twelve shirts to give, excuse me, to people in the bubble. And ironically enough, he happened to wear the night uh, they, he doing actually doing a documentary. It's called on on HBO when the day the sports the day the sports world stood still, and uh, he just happened to be wearing our gear from head to toe. And I tell people. Not only was it a sports story, but it became a national story. And they keep rolling this clip of Chris Paul wearing our gear from head to toe, had the socks, had the sweater and the hat on. And um, he's also the president of the NBA Players Association. So he had another responsibility. So he's talking to all the players in the league. And so it was just one of those moments where the stars aligned and, uh, you know, right place, right time. And, you know, from that moment on, we haven't looked back and we, you know, it's been an amazing ride. But, yeah, a lot of these folks have just honestly it has been social media. Um, you know, we hear about these different things on social media, but, uh, you know, we've been able to kind of take full advantage of it. And then we most recently signed on with CAA, um, and so that's just opened us up to a whole other network of folks. Again, super excited about, you know, that partnership and just taking a game in so many different places and so many different discussions that it traditionally wouldn't be in. Man, that's a, that, that's an unbelievable story. So, um, 2021, what's what's the what's the short term goal this year? Man, I think the short term goal for us this year is just to really build a solid foundation on our brand, get our message and story out there, 
is for us, it's not about just making a ton of different clothing items. Um, it's really about treating every piece with care. We still write handwritten notes with every um, piece that goes out. Um, I think, yeah, and then I think it's about for us also kind of announcing some some ways we're going to, you know, not only talk about the issues that we have in the game of golf, but help kind of remove some of those barriers. Um, you know, we have a plan that we're going to be implementing and announcing in the coming months. So stay tuned for that. Um, and then hopefully, you know, Elijah, Wan, he wants to play out on tour. And so we want to get him out there. You know, we want to give him that opportunity. So um, we're looking forward to uh, getting him in some bench, getting his game. And I'd love to see a guy out on tour rocking it as well. So hopefully that day is coming soon. Yeah, I would love that form of style out on tour at 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 any point. I mean, that would be tremendous. Yeah. You know, it, yeah. it. I'm not. I'm not saying I'm going to rock jogger pants, but I, I think that it's yeah. good that people do. You know. Yes. <laughs> yes. There's no doubt about it. Now, you know what? About about a month and a half ago, we had Ken Bentley on, and he is the okay. executive director of the APGA. So we got to get Ken and Olajuwon connected with one another because yes. the things that the AP, a, APGA are doing um, in order to promote um, African-American golfers is just f- uh, unbelievable. It's phenomenal. And uh, so you and I, we will talk uh, after this in order to try to get those two together if they're not already together, you know. That's for sure. Now let, let's talk about, all right. So that's, that's the short-term goal for Eastside golf. And, and I love the statement that, that you're making in your clothing and trying to help, you know, increase people's perspective on who can play golf and who golfers are. So um, it begs the question, you know, you, you are on the front lines as a PGA professional, as, as a coach, as an instructor, right? You teach people about the game every day. You go to a cocktail party. Someone says, Hey, what is golf Earl? Right. So, um, mm-hmm. I, I, I'm very interested to figure out for, from you, you know, when you reach out and connect with new golfers, what do you tell them? What is golf? Right. That's a good question. Well, I say, first of all, to me, golf has the biggest myth going that most golfers are good. Right. So when we watch golf on TV on the highest stage, unfortunately, or fortunately, but I think it's a little unfortunate if you don't know. It's just a highlight reel, right? So imagine if, you know, all you're doing is showing the, the best shots. And that's why I believe, and I've spoken to the tour about this, that if you look at our most big events, the majors, I believe the ratings are up because the players tend to struggle. And we can relate to struggle. We can relate to a player missing a four-footer at wing foot or three-putting, three-putting. You know, I can't relate to somebody shooting 23 under for four days. That's just unrelatable. Now, granted, I think it's good to have that, but just over and over and over and over again, it kind of paints that picture. So I also feel that, you know, this game takes time. And so most people that have been successful in this game, they grew up around it. They've been around it for a while. So it's a journey. And I think we need to be more open-minded and understanding that, hey, you didn't get like this. There were many of lessons that you had to learn over a period of time. I was fortunate enough to get involved in the game at an early age. And that's the only way I can stand here today at 31 years old and feel so comfortable. And so if you have someone that, you know, is older or young, understand that, you know, it's a process. Understand that, you know, walk before you run. And also just be honest and really just put it in simple terms that this is a great game. You can play it for a lifetime and that it's, it's a process. You are not going to just, there's no silver bullet. You know, if, if that was the case, then honestly, I wouldn't be in business. 
if all you needed was one 30 minute lesson or one, you know, one summer, it's like, no, it's a process. You've got to kind of got to build. And, um, but at the same time, it's going to pay dividends and we see it every day. It's a wonderful game. And so I'm just very open-minded. And like I said, let's leave with a little bit more empathy, a little bit more understanding. And, uh, I, th- I think those are some key, key, uh, I guess, formulas or key elements to be successful as a golf instructor. You know what? I mean, you have been authentic today from start to finish. And before before I let you go here, and folks, if you're wondering who I'm talking to, his name is Earl Cooper. You can find him at Earl Dream Big on Twitter. And, and, and I'm pretty much I'm, I'm convinced you pretty soon we're going to be able to find him anywhere we want to. But before <laughs> before that ha- happens and you get too big for the pro show here, uh, we got to have a little fun because one of the things we do here on the show is we do a little rapid fire Q&A because my listeners love to learn more about our guests. So um, will you share with us a couple of uh, uh, personal answers to my questions here? Yeah. You, you ready for this? I'm ready. All right. Name a designer you would like to collaborate with. Wow. That's a great question. Um, man, I, I think it would be, uh, I think it would be really cool to, I respect Virgil. I like, I like, I like what Virgil's doing with Louis Vuitton. And, um, and then, you know, for us, I think it'd be amazing one day to collaborate kind of with the, with the Jordan brand. I think that would be like the epitome of, you know, he's just one of the greatest athletes. So, and he's doing a little bit in golf. So that'd be really cool. Last person to text you. Uh, my business partner, Elijah Wan. <laughs> All right. Would you rather win an Oscar or a Grammy? Grammy. I love music. Love music. On a scale, yeah, sure. that, well, hopefully we we hopefully Wade's done his job today and giving you some good tunes. <laughs> yeah. <he's... laughs> All right. On a scale of one to ten, rate how cool you are. Man, other people would probably say I'm a ten. I'm gonna say I'm probably like a seven. <laughs> Other people, though, they'll say you're a 10. I like that. Names, yeah, 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 I think other people. <laughs> name something on your bucket list. Man, um, short term, I want to get out to um, Bandit Dunes. Um, and then also um, just uh, travel internationally. I haven't been like to Europe yet. Describe 2021 in one word. Wow. Wow. Reflective. Do you believe in ghosts? No. Who wins the Masters in two weeks? I'd like to see John Rahm get it done. All right. Who is the most inspiring person you have met in the last year? Mm. Say, gentleman by the name of James Whitner. James Whitner. He runs a... uh, yeah, he runs a boutique out of, uh, well, it's, it's a national chain called uh, the Whitner Group um, called Social Status. I'm on in Europe, but has an amazing story. Just kind of, uh, you know, rough, rough upbringing. And he's just now just going on to be such a, a great businessman. Well, at some point this year, if someone asked me that question, Earl Cooper, you're my man. You have inspired me endlessly today. You were, you have been a tremendous guest. Um, you're local, so man, you got to come back sometime. I have had the best time getting to know you today. Thanks for being on the pro show. Thank you for having me. Appreciate it, and uh, continue the great work. All right, take care, folks. That was Earl Cooper, the man, the myth, the legend. Got to look him up. Uh, if you're down there in Philly, go take a lesson. You're going to be inspired. There's no doubt about that. It's 3:50 p.m. Thanks for listening to ESPN 920. 
We'll come back today to wrap up the show with the weekly update. Players who've always been at the forefront of social change. We all respect the decision and we support her decision more importantly. And Mike Golick Jr. We saw a Black Lives Matter shirt at a NASCAR race. You have finally opened the door to make a new group of people feel welcome at a racetrack. The new knows no limits. Janae Ogumike and Mike Golick Jr. are Janae and Golick Jr. Weekday afternoons at 4 on the new 920 ESPN. St. Jude exceeds any expectation or any dream I could have ever had about a hospital. First was getting David here to save his life, but then I was told we wouldn't get a bill. I, I didn't quite process that. How's this possible? It's possible through all the wonderful people who donate. It's pretty amazing when you consider that seven years ago, we didn't have the treatments we have now. We cure 80% of children with cancer. If you think about that, I mean, go back 50 years, we were curing 20 to 30%. This is the miracle story of modern medicine. The research here is research that we share with everyone else because overall, we want to help all children that have cancer. What makes that possible is people that give to St. Jude. They really help us to fulfill our mission, and we're so grateful to have them on our team. St. Jude Children's Research Hospital. Finding cures, saving children. Learn more at stjude.org. Get ready for the back nine. As the pro show continues, once again, the director of fun, Keith Stewart. Welcome back to the pro show. I'm your host, Keith Stewart. You know me as the director of fun. And you're listening to ESPN 920. And you can listen to us anywhere because you can stream us anywhere on 920ESPNNewJersey.com. You just hit that listen now button. Of course, you can listen to us anytime because this podcast will be posted tonight on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, iHeart, Amazon. You know what, Wade? The one good thing about music. One good thing about music when it is the funeral pain. One good thing about music when it is the funeral pain. Hit me with music. Music now. Man, how about that vibe right here? It's like happy hour. Oh, kidding me? 75 degrees, Friday, New Jersey, March. Bob Marley. I need an umbrella in my drink. <laughs> I need a straw, like a McDonald's straw. Right. You know, I don't want one of those little cocktail ones. I want like a, you know, flume. Anyway, all right, <laughs> we're getting we're getting sidetracked here with um our uh, it's okay. Sidetracking is good. Our happy hour talk, and we got to get to the pro show update, which of course is sponsored by TaylorMade. Ever hit that one perfect iron shot and think, well, that's the one shot that will keep me coming back? Well, why does it have to be just one shot? Why can't it be five or ten or even fifty shots that keep you coming back? That was our inspiration when we designed the all-new Sim 2 Irons. Its unique cat-back design will give you more forgiveness and more distance, more often. Feel what it's like to play with better irons with the all-new Sim 2 Irons. Learn more about Sim 2 Irons, and to find a fitting near you, head to tailormadegolf.com. All right. Hot off the press, the pro show update. New meaning to keeping up with the Joneses. You know, Matt Jones definitely turned heads this week with his round one course record at with a 61 at the Honda Classic. 
<laughs> oh, man, you have way too much free time. All right. Either this or the Reigns of the Lost Ark theme, but I couldn't find that. Keeping up with the Joneses. I got it. All right. Well, uh, by the by the time we got to the back nine Sunday with a decent lead, th- there wasn't much for the commentators to talk about. But Matt Jones hits the ball in under five seconds. Right. Which is really fast for a tour player. And, you know, I mean, most PGA tour players are known for playing deliberately, but not Jones. I mean, when it, and, and in fact, when it comes to the Jones family, you, you may not know this, but he's not the quickest player. The local New Jersey PGA professional, Brett Jones, who's Matt's brother. And I've teed it up with him a couple of times. When you're playing with Brett, you better be ready to go because he's fast, just like his brother. Oh, fast, right. <laughs> fast, very fast, like counting crows fast. Roses in Augusta. I uh, am. Yeah, what we're referring to is we're. we're we're giving you a little preview of the Augusta National Women's Amateur. You know, defending U.S. Women's Amateur Champion Rose Zhang, she competed last week in Mesa, Arizona at the um, Carlisle, Arizona Women's Golf Classic, and she lost in a playoff. Now, what's what's unique about that is that she's a 17-year-old amateur, and she's from Irvine, California. And in just in the last year, she, like I mentioned, she won the amateur. She won three junior events in 2020, and... Um, she played in next week's major last time it was played, and she tied for 11th in the ANA LPGA major, the inspiration. And uh, and she competed in the U.S. Women's Open. How about that, too? But, mm. uh, you know, my, my point in all of this is that, you know, Rose is playing pretty good right now, and next week is the Augusta National Women's Amateur. So don't be surprised if you see a brilliant rose bloom next week next to those traditional azaleas. Everything's coming up roses. Oh, it's <laughs> Golly. I think you hit the drink early. All right. Don't be rambunctious with those master's pools. Rex Hoggard, our friend at the Golf Channel, he reports that in the press room this week, John Rahm mentioned that his wife Kelly is due with the couple's first child the second week of April. Now, not not for nothing, but these guys do this all the time. Like Phil having babies during the U.S. Open and everything. These guys can't do the math on this, right? <laughs> you, like I say that all the time, too, when people got to take like when baseball players take off during the season. Yeah. Like, Come on, guys. The Masters. You know, I have a baby. My kids are born in November and December and I'm a golf pro. Right. Right. The math's not that hard. <laughs> no, it's all not. Right. So Rom says he goes, I'm just hoping everything goes well. You know, and, and, and I, I've said it before. And I, if I have to leave an event, I'll leave. And I have to leave this week. I'll leave. He goes, hopefully it doesn't come when I'm in the finals, uh, you know, in the final round. But and I have to leave after nine holes. But he goes, I'm going to do it. He said, being a father is much more important than any golf event would ever be. So that's in my head right now. You know, I just just to let you know. And, and when it comes to those masters pools, Rom, he has three top 10 finishes. You know, he's tied for seventh last fall, fourth place finish in 2018. So um, the world works in mysterious ways. And let's see how this all plays out. Because if he's tied for the lead on Sunday at Augusta and he gets the call, um, you know, you pool participants, if you've picked him, <laughs> oh, you, you, man. Have, you have been warned by John Rahm yourself. <laughs> he's right. basically saying, do not pick me. He's saying, do <laughs> not pick me. Money on me. Right. I also want to see if, if he answers the phone. <laughs> right, right, you know, really. <laughs> back nine on Sunday, the caddy puts that phone on silent. He's like, yeah. What is that? He gets a payday. Speaking of paydays, the NFL backs up the truck. You know, I, I know we normally focus a lot. Of, we have a golf bias here with me being a PGA professional on the pro show. But uh, what happened last week with the NFL and Roger Goodell 
announced their new television package is worth noting. So ESPN, CBS, Fox, and NBC um, will all remain in their usual broadcast roles. But um, when the dust settled, they're now looking at starting uh, in a year from now at $10 billion annually. <laughs> $10 billion, And it's an 11-year deal, so that's $110 billion that the NFL is going to is going to um, execute there and, and through the course of this deal, right? Um, that money is obviously staggering. And there's a couple interesting notes here about the deal. Um, one is that on the Thursday night games now, they were earned by Amazon. So, right. So exclusive you, rights, Exclusive. Right? So if you don't know how to stream something, you better... Better figure out in the next year or so how to stream it because Thursday Night Football is going to be on Amazon. And for those that don't, they're on those traditional channels, which means that maybe linear TV or TV isn't dead yet. But uh, the good news for golf in all of this is that the deal was done. Their, you know, their deal with the PGA Tour and Jay Monahan, their TV deal was done last year because at ten billion going forward, you know, like upcoming deals for other sports leagues like MLS or English Premier League or somewhere along those lines, those things are going to take a hit. And you know, wait, there's there's an old saying that time is money. And well, in the case of the TV rights for the PGA Tour, they got their money right in the nick of time. <laughs> the Rory saga continues. Rory has a new coach. Two weeks ago, Rory McIlroy reached out to swing coach Pete Cowan for opinions on his swing. And uh, but he didn't appear poised to leave his long coach, longtime coach, Michael Bannon yet. But uh, that has happened. And Cowan has been seen um, with the players with the likes of Brooks Kepka, Henrik Stenson. And he's worked with McElroy before he was he was with him when he was about 13, 14 years old as a junior player. Um, it seems like they got some work to do, though, because in the opening round of the match play this week, Ian Poulter. Uh, beat Rory six and five, and Rory had hit one of his tee shots into a pool, hmm. which is not swimming. But uh, you know what? And, and there's no doubt he came back and he won yesterday. So you know, golf is an up and down sort of thing. And there's no doubt that Rory is struggling, and he's going to figure it out. And Pete's a world class coach. Um, but you know, it, it brings me to this other related story from Golf Digest. Daniel Rappaport is that DJ has us all fooled. So Golf Digest. Daniel Rappaport wrote that. DJ or Dustin Johnson, okay. he, he as he glides into his late 30s here, his attitude is the best in the game, according to his coach, Claude Harmon III. He goes, only other Jack and Tiger can make an argument they had the best mind in the history of golf. The best mind in the history of golf. You know, we say that DJ is sly like a fox. You know, if you listen to his interviews, he doesn't give you much. A lot of yes and no answers. And that's done on purpose because he doesn't have to do a lot of interviews then. And, That's right. And Butch Harmon thinks he's smart in that way. And Claude, his son, thinks he's smart in that way. And Rory's paid attention to this because he played with Dustin back in November at the Masters. And he says, you know, Dustin's approach is basically see ball, hit ball, see putt, hole putt, go to the next hole. Well, you know, th therein lies Justin's ge uh, Dustin's genius. And uh, if we can call it that. And let's just say he's got Rory's attention. So, um it's a, just an interesting storyline going on there. Yeah. And uh, speaking of interesting storylines, we got one more. The trend is our friend here in 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 a manner of speaking. Um, I'm looking at this uh, statistic that came up this week on my feed, and, and that is is that total retail dollar sales of alcohol across the U.S. declined 1.9% for the week ending March 13th, according to a report uh, released by Nielsen IQ. All right, It's the first time in a year when folks started working from home and stocking their fridges that the numbers have dropped. Right. right. I saw the same thing. Yeah. Right. <laughs> you know, these essential stores are reporting less sales Then something is definitely changing, Wade Weezer. And we're always looking for a sign on this show that the pandemic pause is coming to an end. Right. So this is this week's sign. Alcohol sales have officially dropped for the first time in a 52 week span. Wow. And folks, that is your pro show update for the week ending March 26th, 2021. 
All right, we couldn't do the show without our sponsors. That's TaylorMade Golf, the New Jersey Golf Foundation. You know, next week on the Pro Show, we've got a great one. We've got Ty Strafacci. He is the U.S. Amateur Champion, and he's preparing to play in that 85th Masters. So check us out next Friday afternoon. Wade Weezer, amazing job on the board as usual. He made Earl very comfortable. I appreciate that. And uh, you know what I appreciate? I appreciate my listeners. And as a result, I'm going to give them, you know, a little something, a one brief thought about being a leader. Leadership is a behavior and not a role. The next time you are looking to assert yourself, start by doing all the little things. Because when they add up, you just might find yourself in control of more than just minor details. I'm your host, Keith Stewart, and this, of course, is The Pro Show. Thanks for joining us for today's show. The Pro Show with Keith Stewart returns to the T next Friday at 3 on ESPN 920.